Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about a beloved action movie catchphrase that has been sanitized for mainstream audiences are merely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Yippee-ki-yay. <clears throat> Mother, father. And welcome to the Toad Hop Network, everybody, and the movie guys live. And we're looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. That is talk, previews, occasional review, and more. We bring it to you every Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific right here on the Toad Hop Network, toadhopnetwork.com, and that's 10 p.m. Eastern. And you can also find us on iTunes. So head on over to iTunes, search the movie guys. We come right up, and you can subscribe and get our show brought down to you every week. And Stitcher. And Stitcher. That's true. You can also mm-hmm. set up a playlist, stick us in there, and uh, and get our show every week I don't as know well. what Stitcher is. It's great. It's, they just put podcasts, but they, you know, it's it just refreshes. Each time there's a new podcast, it's just there. Is it on this internet? It's on this internet that Grandpa's <laughs> telling you about, yeah. <laughs> All those things with the three W's in front of it, that's where you'll find it. Um, but no spoilers on the show. Uh, we are like you folks. We haven't seen these movies yet, so we've seen the trailers, and uh, we're going to talk about these films and, of course, uh, give our commentary. Karen is out again rehearsing, and Aww. the world goes round. The Kander and Ebb musical. Oh. Can yes. she get enough of singing that? My world doesn't go around quite as much when Karen's not here. Can one get enough of singing that? Perhaps no. <laughs> but uh, Paul Preston here with Lee Kias. Kander and Ebb? <laughs> Together again. <laughs> <laughs> now, this uh, this show, we're going to be previewing Beautiful Creatures, another film crying out to the Twilight crowd, please like us. I uh, will have a visit from the plot doctors. So ooh, we'll preview. ooh, they're I'm coming in. I'm feeling feverish as yeah. we speak. Uh, but we'll preview Safe Haven and Escape from Planet Earth. What is Safe Haven? Counter-programming. And uh, that's a, Escape from Planet Earth is an animated film. Uh, we were surprised to find out is distributed by the Weinstein Company. Yeah. Animated, normally not there. It just looks like your mode. typical 3D, like that basic 3D animated thing that they just throw yeah. out there. But Somebody's ripping off Pixar again. Yeah. And uh, uh, go ahead and crank us back up, Johnny, because we're going to play this uh, clip here from what we're most excited oh. about this week. Oh, yes. Oh, man, my boy here. Oh. I'm going to put a whooping on you. Oh, it's really. So... <laughs> really. Oh. Oh, this is heaven to my ears. This, I mean, how did... How did Die Hard go five movies? Oh, it's so good it went five movies. The great thing about Die Hard is, like, for the first two, well, for the first one, first of all, is, like, a genuinely, like, I mean, that's, I just watched it again recently. I mean, I'm a huge fan, of course. This, I mean, it's a movie that invented the modern action movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched it again recently, and that is just such a solid script. It just, uh, just solid. And that first one is, like, genuinely has some good nuance and real emotions. I mean, obviously, you know, the... You know, if Bruce Willis doesn't take his shoes off, different movie. I always imagine that is the ninth rewrite, and someone's like writes in, he takes his shoes off, changes the whole movie. Right? <laughs> well, somebody wrote the line, "Yippee ki yay, motherfucker." Yeah, <laughs> and that's got to be the proudest moment of their writing career. Yeah, absolutely. Those four words. There is a scene in um, Die Hard, the original Die Hard. I was watching this recently. That is absolutely insufferable. Oh, I, I knew you were going to talk about this because I'm, but I am excited to find out what it is. Yeah, but you I, wouldn't tell I me. I also find it hard to believe there would be anything you could point out that's insufferable about Die Hard. But go ahead. Yeah. The original Die Hard. Yeah. Okay. 
there is a scene where he is waiting for the cops to show up, and he's standing at the window, and he's watching them pull up into the plaza. He says, come on, yeah. come on, come on. And he is dancing around like a boy who has to go to the bathroom. It is the least masculine, tough guy, little dance around. Watch it again. And you mean when he gets all excited and he says, like, like, kiss oh. your fucking Dalmatian? I don't know what he says, <laughs> but he's dancing a lot around like he's got to pee. It's the it's honestly cringeworthy. He's I can't shaved. Watch it. You know, that's it. But seemed, he's dancing authentic to me. Was was that offset by the awesomeness that followed the no. two hours that followed it? <laughs> Thank God there was two hours around yeah. it because that honestly I can't watch that thirty seconds. I really oh, love the, the last time I, I watched it and it's that whole the whole lead up and everything like that. It's just that there's that moment where it just all leads up as you know that's going back to the office and you know John McClane is having problems with his wife and then there's this office party and there's Ellis that cokehead you know that mm-hmm. character who gets shot later on uh, and, and and then. And then, and then you see the bad guys start to come, and then they go to the lobby and they kill the people. And then it's back to the party, and it's back to the bad guys, and back to the party. And then they're cutting the, you know, and all of a sudden then they they cut the power. Or they don't cut the power yet, but then there's just that moment behind like Takagi, the guy that's giving the speech, and then just the elevators open up, and here they come. And it's just like you're just like, oh, it is just a different movie now, like it's because you know they're going to show up at some point. But I love that shot, like right behind him, is just like here comes Hans, one of the best bad guys ever. Oh yeah, in any movie. Yeah, and he talked about a great shot. There's great cinematography through that whole. Thing. They didn't Beautiful. skimp on uh, on production value to make just a cheesy eighties action movie. And long before J.J. Abrams, that is the lens flare yeah. movie. That <laughs> has got the best lens flares ever shot in cinema. A door yeah. doesn't open, a tilt or pan doesn't happen without some kind of lens flare hitting you right in the camera. <laughs> it's brilliant. But yeah. speaking of the the number of sequels that this movie has spawned, I didn't realize there are five. Yeah. And I have the only way I keep track because I'm not as Head over heels about it, the two. Of you. I mean, clearly I have hangups about the first one. You so. mean you're the rest of America? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm the one that noticed he was dancing around like a yeah. little boy that had to go pee. But the only way I keep straight my Die Hard sequels is based on his uh, supporting actor. So there is Die Hard Sipowitz. There's Die Hard yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Die Hard Kevin Smith. And then there's another. So the, the first one was Die Hard Principal. What's his name? Right, Vernon. Or, yeah, yeah. Die Hard Principal Vernon. Die yeah. Hard Principal Vernon. <laughs> or Peck. Die Hard Peck. Die yeah, Hard Peck. Right. Yeah, you're right. Peck. It's got two of the great. Die Hard. Two Sipowitz. of the classic dickheads in yeah. that movie as well. <laughs> supporting actors. Oh, William Atherton was the best. Yeah. Real genius. You know, goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Die Hard. He was a dick. I know. And he just loved cast it. him as a dick. And you know, yeah, I'd take a career on being a dick. He locked that in. Just like Carrie always locked in being the, what'd you say? I think Ball's well on his way. (laughs) Shut up, asshole. (laughs) See? You're fired. Authentic. I got to say, I don't know if we got to get on to the next segment yet, but uh, the the funny thing about the Die Hard sequels. Sadly, there are other movies we have to talk about. Yeah, I know, I know. Keep going. I know, I know. There are. Nothing is quite as exciting as Die Hard because this is like my childhood and... You know, and this uh, really is the Valentine's Day episode. Uh, Three guys going uh, on about Die Hard. <laughs> Are we going to talk about this at the end as well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Die Hard. Will so you I got my be old, my Valentine. I got my whole two page shtick to do. Oh, oh yeah, 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 we'll talk yes, about yes, that yes, later. Yes, I want to yeah, hear we'll about cover that. that. Uh, but the one thing I want to say is like, okay, so you got the first one. It's gritty. It's nuanced. It's right, to the degree it can be. It's you know, but it's also like the height of that sort of silver uh, Joel Silver era of action. And then there's two, and two very much tries to be one. It plays it very, but it starts to get a little kooky, right? It starts, <laughs> yeah. It's a Rennie Harlan movie, and we, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. He ruined the 90s for action. But anyway, <laughs> and it started with Die Hard 2. But, okay, so that one starts to get kooky, and it, there's a little more, like, uh, over-the-top sort of stuff in that. And then three just gets, uh, it's still got some grit, but it's getting much more insane. But then four, it's just like, He's jumping off the wings of Harrier jets. I mean, it is just like big James Cameron craziness. 
Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what to expect? Well, I think we do know what to expect from this so one. It's going to be the most going. crazy yet. Yeah. It's going to be the most mental. But, um, yes, there are other films from a film that we all want to see to the opposite of that. <laughs> the first film we're giving a full preview treatment to is Beautiful Creatures. Oh, is this the one with the cast of A Fish Called Wanda? <laughs> That is oh, nice. That that's is fierce creatures. That is fierce creatures. There you go, film lovers. Deep reference. A joke for you guys. <laughs> no, it's uh, more serious, uh, seriousness and angstiness on display. So uh, let's mope over it, shall we? <laughs> oh, yes. This movie. Mm. Teen angst and love through the prism of witches and vampires and all that bullshit. <laughs> Well, thank God. We were just thinking, it's been almost 20 minutes since Hollywood has made this movie, and we were starting to worry. Now, stop me if you've heard this one. A beautiful, mysterious, sulky teen is pissed about having superpowers and is depressed that they'll live forever. Oh, you have heard that one? Uh, well, then you're fired as a publisher and or literary agent in 2013. Now, look, being based on a book and being about teenage gothic romance doesn't mean it has to be made into a movie. Wait, sorry, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> so anyway, at a certain age, these witches... Oh, sorry, it's a revisionist oh, horror tale, nice. like the Twilight movies, so they, they'd never be so pedestrian as to call them witches. And plus, it might tip off those who are writing the check that this is all bullshit. <laughs> In this film, the people who look and act just like witches we've seen a million times are called casters. Oh, that's yes. new. See what they did there? Now, at a certain age, witches... Sorry, casters there you go. get <laughs> claimed, which means they get all their power. Also, pubes. Well, Wednesday Adams, sorry, Lena, has 75 <laughs> days left of high school until she's claimed for light or darkness. Ooh. Oh, man, she's probably just about to get laid. Mm. What a shame. But in an original twist, she's part of a family of witches, or casters, who think she's the one to bring balance to the force or something, and of course kill all humans. What? No nationally televised game of survival in order to get food? <laughs> No, instead, a local boy, Ethan, whose mother has died and whose father is emotionally absent from his life, falls for a young witch. Sorry, caster. Yes. <laughs> Yet Lena is 16 and seemingly has to choose between true love and risking the chance that she'll end up as a witch, but dark caster, for all of eternity. It's, it's hard, Paul. It, it is hard yeah, to keep that up. It's, it's hard to keep this movie original. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Uh, Ethan longs to escape his small southern town with Lena. Together, they uncover dark secrets about their respective families, vaginas, and STDs. I'm sorry? Um, sorry, wait, yeah, that's, that's Lena Dunham. That's oh. a completely different movie. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now, falling in love uh, will make Lena a good witch. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? That would destroy the plans of Seraphine, played by Junior's Emma Thompson, to make her a bad witch. <laughs> Unable to stop her from wanting to screw, another witch, sorry, Caster, played by Die Hard 3's Jeremy Irons, <laughs> Must stop Seraphine in ending what critics have called the last 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> but, Paul, this movie is different because unlike most teen goth romances, here, being a witch, I mean, caster, yeah. isn't cool and makes her a social outcast at school. So clearly this movie is trying to appeal to that universal feeling we all experience in high school when our bodies start going through those changes and we start to feel ugly or fat or too tall or have too much acne or... I'm sorry, what was the point we were trying to make? Oh, right. This looks like bullshit. <laughs> Directed by Richard Lagravenez because the producers wanted that living out loud P.S. I love you and Freedom Writers vibe. <laughs> Paul, will Ethan and Lena become the new Edward and Bella? Will the film become mm. a franchise to rival Harry Potter? Mm. Will I ever stop talking in hyperbole-laden <laughs> questions? With a plot as confusing as the poster, this movie promises to leave you wondering. Yes. Just wondering. I see. And that's... Hey, beautiful creatures, everybody. We'll applaud, even if the audiences may not when it's over. Uh, we, uh, yeah, halfway through the, the preview of that, 
I, I, I kind of wanted to stop it, but halfway through that, we have given more acknowledgement <laughs> to this movie than it will get by any. Yeah. <laughs> we are the leading press on talking about this movie already. But can I bring sort up the biggest thing about this film that mm-hmm. everyone's noticed is the poster? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously. You're talking about the lineup of the names? Yeah, and so the, yeah. for those of you in Radioland. Yeah, anybody seeing the, the for this week after you hear this to go see the, the poster or the uh, billboard. The billboard, yeah, the billboard's all around town. I don't even know if there's billboards in other parts of the country. There might not be. <laughs> because I get phone calls from family all the time, and my mom will say things like, oh, well, that must be a movie they only show out there. <laughs> like Looper. Like Looper was only shown in Los Angeles or... Well, Maybe that, Beautiful Creatures is. Well, that was a shocking thing when I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. Like how much movies are advertised out here? Because it's just to rub the egos of yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the poster for this one, or the billboard for this one, has the lineup of characters left to right. It's just a line of the people, of the people in the movie, mm-hmm. right? And then across the bottom are their names. <laughs> but the names don't co- correspond with the person they're in front of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not in the, the, the JPEG we have up there. But oh, okay. Imagine, oh, okay. like, right in the dead center, where that uh, white girl is, it says Jeremy Irons. <laughs> no, it says Viola <laughs> Davis. Or Viola Davis. Is- That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the only thing I can figure out is, well, A, just the, the, the photographer and the person who put the two things together, they just didn't communicate at all. But it might be like a contractual thing, like the, the movies, the names have to go in a certain yeah, order. I, I imagine the and biggest the, star on the far yeah, left, probably. Yeah, I mean, That's probably, probably where Jeremy be. Irons I is. Know. I was trying it's to sensory? decipher this the other day, and it wasn't alphabetical either by first or last name. And it didn't seem to be predicated on star power left or right, because who's the biggest name in this movie? Jeremy Irons, Viola Davis. Yeah, I mean, there might be a teen who's a huge star, but I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think the teens Dirty in this teen. movie are that big of stars. Yeah. I don't want to But see it's the, another teen uh, monster thing, right? Yes. Okay. And, and th- that's the thing is, well, I think one of these days, an author is going to submit a manuscript, and I mean, a, one of these publishers is going to reject it, right? Uh, like, like at some point, a publisher has got to figure out that they can do this without the author. You know, <laughs> like a literary agent's going to put on the they live sunglasses and suddenly realize that witches and vampires is what authors write about when they don't have ideas. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like the it's like the the rebranding of like KFC and Burger King. It's like or Kentucky Fried Chicken is KFC and BK. And then all of a sudden Gatorade is G. And then just <laughs> like it's someday, you know, the guy comes in, you know, that has this idea. And he's like, you know, we could do this without you. I th- Let me guess. Subway is SW. Right. <laughs> I think it's because we can't guarantee it's chicken. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, I hope Hansel and uh, Gretel show up and kill everybody in this movie. <laughs> now, Adam, I know you wanted to, uh, and this is a first for our show, yeah. share some poetry with us. Bringing a little culture yeah. to the movie guys, Adam. Yes. I have watched the trailer enough times to, to realize that it's one of those trailers with title cards, like mm. super serious title cards that pop up throughout it that, are, that would make a great haiku. Oh, okay. Ooh. So I would like to read the title cards from the trailer. In haiku. In haiku form. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to class up this joint? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. A power. A curse. A destiny. That could destroy everything this February. Between two sides, she must choose our fate. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. That, that was worked right out. On, man. That, that worked was right out. Now, I don't mean to burst your bubble, Adam, but I, I was counting the syllables in that one. No? That, um, yeah, it's not quite a high. That's not a high, too? Oh. But it's a poem. It's I a think poem. it's a coup high is what cool, yeah. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. But yeah, if you're writing this story for this, though, you do, as much as we're goofing on the authors, it's hard. It's hard to write 
a whole story like this. And, uh, you know, when, they, when you crank out Twilight and Beautiful Creatures novels, they make it look easy. But um, it can be difficult. So, so we have started a new service to help writers of the next revisionist horror stories. Oh, yes. yes. All right, so if you're having trouble making a quick buck off the trend that never ends, don't hesitate to call The Plot Doctors. Hey, we, that's us. Hey, that's us. We're the plot doctors. Yeah. Now, we've already received uh, a few letters asking for oh. help. Uh, we got them here. At the mail, at the uh, movie guy's Toad Hop mailbag? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Anissa Beauregard of Shermer, Illinois, 60062, writes, mm-hmm. Dear plot doctors, <laughs> I am writing a screenplay about a teen mummy, but all I've got is an Egyptian king wrapped in bandages and a pyramid. Can you help? Okay. Uh, first question, is it based on the book? If it's not, write the book, then write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, course. write 12 books. They're always a series. Best selling if you can do that. Oh, yes. Either way, just get the book out of the way, then mm-hmm. write the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And now, let's get down to some revisionism, okay? First, make the mummy depressed. Ooh, mummies are always stumbling around, so want to revise that shit. Uh, get that mummy dancing. Yeah. Fred Astaire and death rags. De- dancing and depressed because his parents don't believe in dancing. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, get him out of Egypt. Set him in Indiana. Oh, until he hits the big time. Oh, and he falls in love. But the love is forbidden, of course. Yes, and then get him out of that rags. I see a Speedo. Mm. No, wait. Keep the rags. Mm. He becomes a fashion symbol courted by Tommy Hilfiger. Everybody wears the design in solidarity of his big dance competition. Okay. Ooh, Dancing with the Pharaohs. There you go. I see Justin Bieber. That's mm. it. You get Justin Bieber, get him off his meds, and you got yourself a dancing mummy in Muncie. Now, Kim Kardashian shows up at the Grammys and the Ace Bandages, and boom, you got yourself a movie. Right Whoa. there. Right there. there. Revised. Wow. I, I like good. That. I was I not like expecting that. Yeah. Nailed I mean, it. I do like uh. it, but it does need something else. I'm going to spin the wheel of horror mythology revisionism, oh. which is right off here. Let me just give that a... <laughs> We're going to add one more thing to this. Let's see what we have. Paul, you might be tipping the scales a little too much here. Oh, Lynn, he becomes president. I like uh, it. I like it. That's exactly what that was missing. There you go. Uh, We have another letter here. Henry Faltzgraf of Pisgah Forest, Idaho writes, Dear Plot Talkers, I'm writing a screenplay about a tween Frankenstein, but all I got is a patchwork guy living in a dark castle and grunting. We need help. All right. He sounds depressed already. That's good. Oh, but he's not afraid of fire. He's afraid of his own mortality. Ah, and he falls in love. But his love is forbidden. All right, so he's got a bride, but get him out of that dark castle. Let's put him in Portland or Seattle. Wait a minute, that's a lateral move. Mm. Make it a seaside town in North Carolina. There you go. Frankenstein's are made up of parts of different people. Let's revise that. Instead of body parts, make it emotional parts. Ooh, I like that. Give him the approachable bad boy image of Adam Levine. Mm, and the charm of George Clooney. No, Matt Damon. No, wait, George Clooney. Yes, with the social <laughs> coup of the world's most interesting man. Shit, we just created Ryan Gosling. Ooh, there's your lead. Oh! Okay, here you go. Ditch the bolts, give him a neck tattoo, put him in a rock band, boom, there's your movie. There we okay, go. well, let me get like Gosling's it, not a bad thing. Let's, uh, we need something doctors. else, so let's really, uh, Paul? spin the wheel. We need something else. It does. All right, what do we have here? He invents a fart app. Oh, <laughs> well, there we go. go. <laughs> That's nice. not exactly what I You're would two have, for two. Uh, You're two for two on these. <laughs> All right, here's the, uh, another letter from Hugo Drax in Harney Park, Colorado. He writes Hey, plot doctors. <laughs> I'm writing about a teenage blob, uh, but right oh, now he's just a, a tough one. he's just a slow gelatinous piece of goo oozing over the countryside, <laughs> sucking people and objects into its flowing mass. What can I do to make it a successful book series and therefore hmm. a movie? Okay, okay. let's think. Good, uh, good first, he's depressed. Okay. No, he's happy. Ooh. Nobody expects a happy blob. Good call. Blobs can't talk, so revise that. Make him a talking blob. Talking blob. And All he right. pours his heart out to anyone who will <clears> listen. So much so that he becomes the host of a love chat show on KTLA Afternoons. Ooh, Blob Talk! Yes! He hosts a call-in show for depressed teen monsters. (gasps) Until one day he falls in love. But the love is forbidden. With an anorexic zombie caller. They can never get together because his blobness will consume her. Ooh, Mm -hmm. we can get an actor to gain 70 pounds for the part? Yeah, De Niro. No, Christian Bale. Wait, no. 
Renee Zellweger. Perfect. Now here's what you got. You take a talking, happy, single father blob who has to choose between work and love as he battles an eating disorder, threatening to consume the food court at the Westfield Mall. Boom, there's your movie. Jeez, oh, you guys are good. Man. I wow, like it. But right? I, think, I think it needs one more thing. Let me oh. uh, spin your wheel. I don't, Paul, I don't know about this one. <clears throat> okay, our... Uh... Our blob meets a talking raccoon. So oh, there you go. That's, I like it. How did I miss that? Doctors! All right, outstanding. Uh, Talk well doctors. Fart app, talking raccoon, and shoots the president? Saves the president. Saves the president. Becomes the president. Becomes the president. Becomes how the president. did I miss those? It's, sometimes it's the obvious thing. Yeah, you know. I mean, we, well, we get in a mode there, and then That's Paul just has the other... Uh, way more time than we ever wanted to spend on Beautiful Creatures. That is Let's a lot, lot of time on Beautiful Creatures. <laughs> there was a whole sketch written. <laughs> That's what it gets for being released this week. Yeah. <laughs> Busy damn week. Take that. Uh, so Have we mentioned that we preview every movie we that do. comes out? Okay. That's a cur- that is a curse. We've mentioned it before. That is a uh, curse uh, to us. We know all the movies. Yeah, I know too much about Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, yes. I, we know Beastly. <laughs> We've made that clear. But our next film is the first kids movie of the year. A little something called Escape from Planet Earth. This next movie is from the Weinstein Company. So prepare to have that time you took your girlfriend to see Taken 2 held over your head to force you to take them to this surefire Oscar nominee. No, no, see, that, we talked about that. I hate to interrupt, but this looks like a 3D animated children's burp and fart fest. The Weinstein? Company? Yeah, it's, it's, it's animated and 3D. You can't Both? be more of a movie than that. No. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're based on a book or it's mm. the early 80s and you starred Dabney Coleman. Yeah. You're right. It's being released in 2D, digital 3D, and real D 3D. So if you're at the AMC Megaplex, and this is on three screens, and you can't find your favorite best foreign language Oscar nominee, now you know why. So that means (laughs) this is the other type of Weinstein Company movie, the one that proves that they'll do anything for money, as opposed to the type of Weinstein Company movie that proves that they'll make any classy movie for money. Still, I... Doubt this will stop them from pouring $100 million into a lobbying campaign to get this a Best Picture Oscar. In the film, Scorch Supernova... Whose real name, I believe, is Erwin Lipschitz, mm. such as Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Scorch Supernova, voiced by Brendan Fraser, is the greatest hero on planet Bab. So, you know, imagine Buzz Lightyear if someone ripped him off for a cheap February animated release designed to distract your eight-year-old for 79 minutes. <laughs> Now, one day, Scorch receives a distress call from Earth and races off to save us from universal health care, not knowing that the call came from a panicky tea partier. But when Scorch is captured and trapped, it's up to his lesser brother, Gary, (laughs) voiced by the imitable Rob Corddry, to save him. Uh, And as his name would suggest, Gary isn't quite the hero type. Gary does your taxes. That's right. Gary Supernova. You can expect the (laughs) spinoff with Scorch's sister, Champagne Supernova, next year. Stuck the landing on that. <laughs> uh, Gary has to spring Scorch from an Area 51 prison filled with other aliens who have been enslaved to make iPhones. Now, I'm not kidding. In the movie, they give aliens credit for making iPhones. You know, boy, when the Chinese factory workers see this, they are going to be pissed and then die of starvation. It also features the voice of William Shatner because he's William Shatner, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, could this finally be the Hangover meets Megamind meets Paul mashup we've been dying to see go straight to Blu-ray? We'll see. Or someone will. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Escape from planet Earth has already gotten more press <laughs> again. <laughs> You're welcome, Hollywood. Yeah. This first half hour is for your lesser known films. Yeah, we are very good at advertising movies that uh, yeah. you know, February releases. Yeah, but in fact, uh, we only got a couple more minutes here until we have the break. So let's chat about this one briefly, though, shall we? 
Um, it, this, I mean, as a Pixar apologist, not that I have to apologize often. They're pretty great. Is um, this a Pixar movie? It is not. No, no. So, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's not. So uh, it's a you can tell because it's, it's, it's loud. It's noisy. You know, it's it's colorful like Pixar can be with Up, but it just doesn't. Ha- you can tell right away. Not the pedigree you, you would expect. Yeah, there is a lack of subtlety in non-Pixar. The and and it's not even. There's other 3D animated movies that are just fine. They're not Pixar, but they're just fine. And then there's like Hoodwink Two and this. Yeah. You know. Right. <laughs> Well, there's, there's Pixar, I mean, again, I've said this before, they, they master the G rating. It's for general audiences. So everybody's going to go. This is the one where you dump the kid off so you can go home and have sex. Because, <laughs> it, because all it is is just clever quip after clever quip. Yes. Oh, yeah, we got a few of them. Here clip we go. The, quip the movie. Quip clever, the movie. Clever quip the movie. Don't you die on me, buddy! Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Oh. What's the, Spared what's, no expense. What's the other one? Do, the, do you have the one with the sipping? It's called a brain freeze. You need to learn to sip. Oh, that's hilarious. Put that in the trailer. Hey, clip that out. Put that in the trailer. Oh, that's a whole movie right there. You gotta forgive those guys. They got no manners. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And and then. uh, I thought this movie was supposed to be in 3D. And then something flies out of it. Now, are we douchebags, though? Because really, two separate questions. We're not, Paul. <laughs> we're not supposed to be seeing this, and we're, you know, no, we dump we're on not. it. But I we're mean, not. we're going to dump on it. Yeah. yeah. But we're, hey, you know what? I mean, technically, we're not supposed to see Pixar movies either. I guess maybe. Yeah. I, I, I have a I friend know. who, you know, I, I look at this movie like, who's going to? Kids aren't going to care about this movie. But then I thought that about Madagascar three, and I told my friend Hillary, and she said, "Oh, you think kids don't watch Madagascar 3? <laughs> uh, so she went. The Afro Circus, Afro Circus, Circus Afro. Then she sang the song with it because oh. her kid just ran around the house oh, singing that Chris wow. Rock Zebra song from Madagascar 3 yeah. all summer well, long. You know, it's got no. So com- what do we know? We know nothing. It's got no competition, and yet uh, I believe it was this time last year that uh, Mars Needs Moms completely bombed. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then I think that was two years ago. Was that two yeah. years ago? Oh, it was yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zemeckis Mars said, "Screw it, I'm making flight." So all right, well that's the first half of our show. We're gonna come back, and I swear, like we told you, we're gonna be talking Die Hard. And yeah. there's another big release. Coming out as well uh, with Julianne Huff. So, hubba hubba. <laughs> so tune in. So get excited. Stay through everybody. the commercials. Uh, we'll be back in five. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your subs and breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Feeling down, depressed, just don't feel like getting out of the house anymore? We'll do it anyway. Sounds like it's time. Ticketstime.com, that is. Ticketstime.com has tickets for sports, concerts, and theater just waiting for you to buy. Did your favorite concert sell out? We have tickets at Ticketstime.com. Did you miss your favorite team's last game? Don't miss the next one. Log on to Ticketstime.com. Is there a play you've been dying to see but haven't had the time? Well, make the time at Ticketstime.com. Everyone needs some relaxation time, so remember to make some time at TicketsTime.com. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you a- Oh! 
Are you tired of leaving your home early in the morning to work a job where you feel disrespected, unappreciated, or even abused? Sick of taking orders from a power-tripping boss? If yes, then starting your own online business from home will enable you to change your way of life and choose your own schedule. Become your own boss and experience true freedom. Get free training and more details at www.earncashsecrets.com today. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Down in Hollywood. I want to stay healthy, just keep them moving right on. Well, we're back. <laughs> well, as it turns out, back. as it turns out, yes. Hey, that was a four-minute break. That's a pretty quick break. That wasn't yeah. four minutes. It was supposed to be five. We went four, but that's cool because again, uh, we got a lot to go to. Four movies opened up this weekend. All right, that's yeah. uh, we've already covered uh, Escape from Planet Earth and Beautiful Creatures, and man, it was trouble just now to remember the titles. Uh, <laughs> and we got two more to go, so there's lots to get to. And it's the you know the the big one that we're all excited about. Uh, halfway through, Adam, uh, go ahead and please tell us what film is next. Die Hard with the event. Die Hard with the thing. It is the movie. That hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's let's rewind the show <laughs> to how thrilled Adam was with the new Die well, Hard. And now I just ran it. No, Die Hard. Sipowitz. Die Hard. Sipowitz. Listen, I know you. You run into rooms when you don't even know there's a radio show going on, and just going Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard, and you don't do that here. <laughs> yes, we are talking about the movie that has Bruce Willis and Die Hard in the title. That Die Hard Another Day. The movie that has everything. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Adam, let's go ahead and let's preview this. What do you say? Yes, let's do it. Is there music for that, Paul? Hmm? Is there preview music for that? Oh, yeah, of course. I'll, I'll oh, okay. fire up the preview music Alrighty. if you like. <laughs> All right. There we go. Okay, so next up is a movie that has everything. Yes, uh, Bruce Willis and I covered all this. Listen, let's cut to the... the, the I know, the I wanted to get that joke we? solid. Right. Well, hold on a second. But actually, <laughs> do you mind if, if I preview this? Go Please ahead. do you, something. You go okay, for it. Look, maybe I can save a little bit yeah. of what's happening. Here. Apologies. Now, here's the thing. It's a little hard to figure out what exactly is going on in this movie based on the previews. But I think I've been able to figure it out. Okay, so just follow me here. It'll give you a little plot summation. Here, so, I thought I got it. But no, okay. no. In a good day to die hard, Adam... <sighs> Now, best we can tell, John McClane goes to Russia in order to... Now, once he's there, he discovers that... Then, on his way to saving... He uncovers the truth behind... And he's trying to... But then he runs into his son, who's apparently working for... And in the end, John McClane and his son, of course... Oh, and I forgot to mention that. Okay, so... I'm sorry, were you, were you hoping for more? But what more do you need? No, I think that's pretty accurate. Okay, well, that's I, pretty accurate. I agree, but I think, I think there's I more to be it said. Up there is more to be said. All right. We we said a lot me, I, come on, go ahead and roll the music. I, I got this covered. Nice. All right. All right. Do you? All right, here we go. Yes. Nothing is as fun as a movie that enjoys being itself. And no movies enjoy being what they are more than diehard movies. They are what they are with a vengeance. John McClane, the famed trouble magnet from the film that invented the modern action film Die Hard, returns for the fifth time. In the first one, faster than you can say Seagram's golden wine cooler, 
That's res- right. <laughs> Deep reference. <laughs> he, he, uh, he rescued a building. Then in Die Hard 2, he had to rescue an airport. Then in Die Hard with a Vengeance, he rescued New York. Then in Live Free or Die Hard, John McClane continued his overachievement by saving all of America, even though the title would suggest that he was, in fact, saving only New Hampshire. <laughs> now, in A Good Day to Die Hard, John McClane saves Russia. I was hoping for Earth, but, you know, Russia is twice the size of America. Seemed like a natural progression. But yeah. uh, but good news, the Russians are the bad guys again. Yes. Yay! That's awesome. <laughs> they had to go all the way there to make them that, but, you know. <laughs> and now John McClane's son, Jack, is living in Russia, and he has followed in his father's footsteps and become an action hero himself. Specifically, a highly skilled CIA operative trying to keep loose nukes out of the hands of the Russian mob. So now he has a machine gun. No, I a machine gun. Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Willis are like the Avengers in reverse. (laughs) Each man using the expendables to kick off their own individual action scene or action film. Now, uh, A Good Day to Die Hard might be a little too James Bondy in the title for my taste. I mean, but maybe this film is prepping us for the 2014 Bond versus McLean crossover release, Sky Hard. Yet the trailer for this plays like, plays like crazy to diehard fans like myself. Yeah. Uh, starting out like a vintage 80s action movie, setting up its 80s baddies, and then kicking into a flurry of explosions and chaos set to the anthem of the original Die Hard. And the best use ever of the public domain music, Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Again, it's giving you exactly what you want if you want a Die Hard movie. Here it is. That's it. <laughs> All right. It is the best. It's the Die Hardiest. And just for those of you who may not know, Die Hard. movies always open on Friday, but due to Valentine's Day, uh, all these films we're talking about today open today. Oh, so okay. when you're done listening to us, you can go out and see it. Yeah. What's, what's the logic behind that? Valentine's Day, perhaps. Oh, oh, it's a big movie. Now. Valentine's right. Day, perhaps. Oh, Single guy. But what is the? But what is the? Ba- you know, what's, bah humbug. But but how many guys are going to win out with the Die Hard movie? Oh no! Like like we've mentioned, this is all. You know, I went to see. Blank, now you got to come see Blank. Yeah, this me. is all payback, yeah. no pun intended, for going yeah. to see Jason Statham <laughs> as Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is based on the book. Payback. Payback. Yeah. 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 Starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> well, let's just let's listen to that a little of this boy. again. I mean, it's just great. Oh, it just enjoys being itself like mad. It's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I, for people who don't know who are listening, who like, but that, yeah, the Ode to Joy was the big anthem of the original uh, Die Hard, yeah. you know, played throughout that whole and thing. And it's rights released, right? Played, it's. Yeah. Public domain music. It's the greatest thing they could have done. Sure. Yeah, well, that is funny because I was always my theory that Michael Kamen eh, sometimes can really be off as a composer. You know? Oh, but the Lethal Weapon, that was him, right? Him and Clapton? Yeah, well, Clapton? Yeah, but 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 listen, you are, you are humming Clapton, not Kamen. That's true. I'll yeah. give you that. But so. the funny thing about Ode to Joy. <laughs> Kamen told him to play like that. I'm uh, okay. guessing. I don't know. <laughs> the, thing, the funny thing about Ode to Joy, it is, it is the one piece of music that every senior thesis film project has on it. So it to be for it to be used so successfully, I think is hilarious. Oh, really? Didn't your, didn't your senior thesis film project have "Ode to Joy" in the background? Like sure. you're running through the woods and some black and white footage. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I made a project that had that. Yeah, that had to be in everything. The preview of this really is too funny, though, because it's just thirty seconds of things blowing up and with no explanation as to plot. Nothing behind yeah. what's going on. It's just, hey, you're in Russia. 
But the lead up is really cool. I really do like that. They do. It does look totally like an '80s action film at first. In fact, when I first saw the trailer, I was just like, "This is seems feel like a throwback." I didn't even know it was a Die Hard movie yet. But then, like, and then they introduce you know John McClane, and you're very excited about that and everything like that. But then when it does kick into that Beethoven's Ode to Joy, you're like. I don't know. It's it's a glorious celebration of all things Die Hard. Who wants to come over to my place and watch the first four before we go see it? I'm there. We'll do this Saturday. Now, now, in, the, in the trailer, there's a great shot of that truck plowing, plowing down the street. Oh, just, was, yeah, go on. No, no, it's yours. I got me excited. No, I wanted to see. I, I'll see any movie where a truck goes down the street plowing stuff <laughs> yeah. out of the way. Such oh, as? Beverly Hills Cop. That's the best. <laughs> Such as? I, I. This is a cheat, but Inception. It's a Inception, train, but it's still. A train, but still, a train going works. down the street, knocking cars out of the way in 50 different directions. I'm down. I'm in. Whatever movie it is, I'll go. I'm the same way. I thought that's the coolest thing in Beverly Hills Cop. And I remember what a big deal they made out of that shoot, that, that sequence. They had to close things down. It was this huge stunt and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, but they uh, when movies do careless with cars, like that's fun. <laughs> like when you can throw a car in the air, I mean, that's like three tons or whatever. Blues Brothers. How ridiculous was the first time you saw Blues Brothers? Yeah, and it just to the air. kept going. <laughs> and it was like, it was so obvious, you know, it's just like, this is going to get weird and then super funny because it's like wow this is a lot of cars that is a lot of cars okay this is a hilarious amount of cars (laughs) (laughs) the other thing about uh the diehard movies is that bruce willis seems to have this not dual career but this weird kind of straddling the line of young turk still tough guy and now he's officially somebody's dad to somebody who's like 20 he's like old and we were talking about this the other night how he can just show up as bruce willis with or without hair. And this is the toupee thing I wanted to get at. Uh, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Yeah. I don't know if anyone at home can notice, I am somewhat follically challenged and have been <laughs> since the eighth grade. So mm. I have always thought it would be nice if we lived in a world where I could wear toupees like scarves. Like yeah. just whatever the moment called for. Like this suit, I need a full head of hair. So I'm going to show up <laughs> with a full head of hair. Shorts, I don't need hair, so I'll take the hair off. Or maybe I want long hair, parted to the side. Maybe I want to fade. Yeah, creepy old guys can do it. Why can't you? Yeah, right? I want a different pe- hair piece for every outfit that I'm wearing. Like gay guys, they get to dress up in outfits. Like the but, gay guy gets to show up as a cowboy one day at your office, and no one goes, "Hey, what the hell's this all about?" <laughs> no, he's the executive one day, the preppy the next day, and then the cowboy one day. But what, <laughs> Paul, all I'm saying is, I want to be a cowboy. Damn it! But what's funny we is just turned your whole theory at the end there into <laughs> being a gay guy. That's on you. But what's funny is nobody like our age does that. Like you either yeah. kind of commit to whatever, you know, you shave your head or whatever. But it would just be so great if you just came in with like a full head of like, uh, you know, Sean Connery hair, a right? Full on Michael Landon. <laughs> full just on Michael Landon. Full yeah. on Michael Landon. <laughs> just one next, day, that's it. It's yeah, cold out, so boom. Yeah, exactly. It goes well with my sweater. That's all I'm saying. I want this piece of hair. Yeah, you can choose a coat for a certain shirt or certain shoes. Right? Man, just pick your hair. I, I love think, it. I think you should commit yeah, to it. Every just evening it. evening wear needs hair. You can't go out with a bald head in the formal dining. You need hair for formal dining. Yeah, but you get like a good wig. Exactly. You a good couple sets you of get wigs. A nice Dan they look Patrick, real nice. Maybe. We all know. Obviously, it's a wig, but it's great. It's exactly. I'm not trying to fool anybody. If we lived in a world where they did that and they had to put signs out, you know, you know, short hair wigs only for this restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, like collared shirts, right? Collared shirt, no shirt, no hair. Hair must reach, you know. Yeah, hair must collar length. Hair must swoop thusly. Yeah, (laughs) must have hairline. Yeah, I mean, there's like a hundred different versions of Bruce Willis in the movies, but and I didn't want to bring, but but we should because it's interesting. Even though it kind of depresses me a little bit because we talked about this. Well, let's not start being interesting now, Paul. (laughs) Uh, Bruce Willis. Yes, sir. I, I could watch him in anything. And he's done everything. He's done dramas. Charming he's done guy. comedies. He's done action. He's done everything. But uh, 
But, but he's a huge dick. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. Don't you hate that? And he can so turn on he's not a dick when he's, you just said you saw him on uh, every Letterman, Letterman appearance. Letterman. 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 He's on Letterman. Yeah. He's the greatest. Oh, he can come, and he plays that role. You know, he can come out and play. He's a great guy. But, and I would have thought he was a great guy, but of course, Kevin Smith wrote in the, in the book, the whole Kevin story. Smith, well, that's he's what he's I heard. He's the fourth, yeah. fourth diehard, right? Yes, yes. yes. Fourth, fourth diehard's Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith diehard, Sipowitz diehard. Who initially met a very nice Bruce Willis on that set, but he realized everybody on that set was terrified. And he was like, what's everyone so nervous about working with Bruce Willis? Cut to, he directs a cop out with Bruce Willis and almost gets in a fist fight with him because Bruce Willis is such a dick. And God bless Kevin Smith for just coming out and writing it. Like, he's yeah. got enough, he doesn't need Bruce Willis for his career. And know? I would have bet Tracy Morgan would have been the more problematic child on that. No, oh, you would think. Yeah. No, he said, Tracy Morgan was like, you need another take. What yeah. do you want? Give me, let me know what you want. And was, but the, the best line in, in the book is when he almost does get in a fist fight with Bruce Willis when he finally, like, calls him out, like, you know, because Bruce Willis was calling for another take. To, and the director was like, no, I got it. It's good. And he's like, well, I think we should do another one. And he's like, and then they, they, he, uh, when he defied Bruce Willis, they cleared the set, and he goes, "Hold on a second, guys, I gotta have a meeting with the director." And Bruce Willis like got in his face, like he was gonna punch him. And the line in the book is, uh, "He was in striking distance." Movie geek moment. He was also in striking distance. <laughs> Deep reference. Oh, I can give you that. <laughs> Stay on it, Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was that was good stuff. It is. So anyway, he's a huge dick. So. Okay, hey, sometimes your childhood heroes are dicks. You know, yeah, sometimes your childhood heroes. I don't need dicks. to know him as a person. I just need to go no. watch him. A Tom Cruise. Oh, exactly. Maybe I don't care. Looney as a bat, but I don't care. I'll see every movie he's in. Yeah, because yeah. I went to Comic Con and saw the red panel. Yeah, but, and he came wait, out wait. and it was like, oh, you know, Bruce. Well, I he mean, turned it on. Right? Twenty-five, thirty years of, of action. Well, he is of, a legend uh, of uh, yeah, acting, star, comedy, everything. Yeah, you know who else was a dick? Uh, Charlton Heston. You know who else was a dick? Sean Connery. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like all these. <laughs> but for the record, Tom Cruise is not a dick. He's not. He's, he's good a guy. Wonderful man. Really? Yes, I believe that in my heart of hearts. <laughs> he won me over the day he was working the rope line. You ever? You know this story? No. Yeah. Where oh, the no. guy squirted him in the face with the water. And Tom gave him such a talking down in that very stern, not yelling, not hyper, not angry, but that I'm disappointed in you as I'm a human being. You. Father, you know, your dad takes you aside and says, look, I'm not going to punish you, but I'm really, really, you let me down. You really yeah. let me down. And I just, since that day, I was a big, yeah, look it up on the ma- YouTube. You have a big man crush on Tom. You really do. Yeah. But I, it's fan. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm open about my man crushes. Yeah. My new one is Ryan, though. Ryan Gosling. Do you he imagine, he's so easy to crush on, isn't he? Guy do you imagine you and Tom Cruise dressed like cowboys? Putting on your, putting with, on your with hair, my hair, yeah. <laughs> I would love a Tom Cruise toupee. Oh, a total Tom Cruise toupee. I want the cruise. Give me the cruise. I don't give a damn if Bruce Willis is a dick because I have strong memory <laughs> of going to see Die Hard in the. Th- I don't date, oh, I don't, it was don't the don't greatest, date, wasn't it? Don't want to date myself, but I saw it in the theater. And man, when that movie they was had over, theaters then <laughs> you weren't old enough to see a rated R movie, Paul. Just, they had the theater in my hometown, yeah, which they don't anymore. Both theaters, my hometown, gone. The mall still has them. Uh, the, the old school theaters, gone. Yeah, I saw it in a theater that's no longer around in Dayton, Ohio, the Daybell Theater, and it had the largest screen, and it had like a stadium amount of speakers behind it. So Die Hard was the most in my face, I'd, and that was a loud, like huge movie. That was a really cool place to see that. I came out of that film, and I walked down the middle of the street. Like daring anyone <laughs> to screw with me. Yeah, that movie just fired me up, man. I walked down the street. I saw Die Hard. What do you want to go? I'll kick your ass. That was I me. Fight Club. Yeah, but yeah. Fight Club. You you left Fight Club, not really wanting to fight, being too tough to fight. 
You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. I'm sorry. All right, All right let's get on to our next film because it can't all be a macho manuary here. Manuary. <laughs> it's also become Femuary. Femuary. <laughs> I love when I don't know what's coming up. <laughs> now, if you want a romance and you don't want to wait three months for the inevitable Gary Marshall ensemble comedy Memorial Day, <laughs> Book Week continues uh, as yeah. opening today is Safe Haven. That's right, Paul. Safe Haven is from Nicholas Sparks, the author of The Notebook and Dear John, and Lassie Halstrom, the guy or girl who directed Cider House Rules. So don't say we didn't warn you. This particular novel-turned-unrealistic depiction of love story <laughs> concerns Katie, played by Julianne Huff, best known for Dancing with the Stars and worst known for Rock of Ages. <laughs> Katie is trying to escape a troubled past and luckily finds a small town where the sun is always setting, where people go to do that. She harbors a, de a deep, dark secret. She's brunette. <gasps> now, in the past, a Nicholas Sparks novel-turned-movie has starred Channing Tatum in the lead. But here we have Josh Damal. And we're pretty sure you won't care or even notice. But Duhunky is no easy catch either. He lost his wife, one can only Ooh. presume, in the great Autobot Decepticon Wars. Sure. And he's slow to accept any woman into his heart. But just when it seems like the two lovers with the damaged pasts could never find someone with enough baggage, they decide to make one little exception. For the hottest girl and guy imaginable. <laughs> they fall in love and then completely regret it. Everyone's Match.com nightmare comes true as the cops show up looking for the girl you just had sex with. <laughs> best-selling author Nicholas Sparks has done it again, to nobody's surprise. Another one of his best-selling novels has been turned into a movie, along with such titles as A Walk to Remember, Message in a Bottle, The Lucky One. I mean, the list goes on. He's so prolific, it seems as though everything this guy writes gets turned into a movie. I'm guessing we can look forward to the shopping list. <laughs> An email to the Homeowners Association about the neighbor who left his trash cans out overnight. Oh, and my favorite, of course, a note on the windshield saying, sorry I dinged your car. <laughs> Will the power of love and an acoustic version of Fleetwood Mac's Go Your Own Way win out? If you find out, tell me, because this opens the same weekend. <laughs> Die Hard Another Day or whatever it's called. So we're not going. <laughs> you know what? That was exactly the right amount of time to spend on that movie. That was the perfect <laughs> amount of time. That's the amount of time we should have spent on Escape from Planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Karen told me she was very upset that she couldn't be here to defend this film. Yeah. On behalf of girls everywhere. Sure. Who, who want to go and see this. Well, it's it's like... Some um, girls got to hate this movie, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not every movie can be Die Hard, so this but has to be out there. Is it challenging, well, as a guy, to bring your girl to this movie where Josh uh, Duhamel's going to be so hot and just put oh, you to shame? Yeah. For it is just a two-hour reminder to the woman that you're with <laughs> that you're not Josh Duhamel. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you think it's going to get you laid, but... Mm. It's yeah. a lot of sitting there like this. <laughs> You're not hunky. See, aren't you wishing you're watching? All I know is she heard, uh, Karen heard Lassie Hallstrom and got excited to she heard Lassie. Oh, so that part got her. Of course, her Karen got excited about love but, <laughs> Lassa Hallstrom. Yeah, but uh, that means it's going to be artsy. This guy know? really is ridiculous with how much he's been able to write and produce. Or not produce, but write. Nick Sparks, Nicholas Sparks. Yes, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's like a, almost a dozen movies based on novels that were all best-selling. I know nothing about him. He didn't... He isn't that... Uh, I, I, he isn't that cool writer that wrote that John Cusack record movie, right? That's a different author that got That's all Nick popular Hornby. for a whole... Yeah, Nick Hornby. Yeah, for a whole decade, yeah. Nick Hornby, doesn't he play the piano? 
That's, that's Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Any other confusions? Because I'm here for it. With your pop culture references. Is it Die Hard Another Day? <laughs> die Harder Another Day. Deep reference. That wasn't a deep reference. That was a, a Bruce uh, Hornsby reference. <laughs> but uh, if, you can, if you're watching on the toadopnetwork.com, you can look at the screen here and you'll see the poster for, for Safe Haven. But uh, because this is a Nicholas Sparks movie, they didn't even really try anything special. They just copied pretty much the same poster from the lucky that, one. You'll see it. It's kind of same thing. <laughs> Guy holding the it, girl's face. Is that also the one from the Notebook? Don't they have like a? Yeah, but that's uh, that's I think more of a full body shot. Oh, okay. but this one. I mean, this was just last year. That's so they hilarious. said if it ain't broke. Although one could argue the this lucky is another one was movie, broke. Though, yeah. This was another movie that was very hard to figure out what was going on. In the one line that you read on all of the uh, blogs and all the synopsis is that a mysterious woman shows up in town. So apparently the people that have chosen to live in this town are always perplexed by people who choose to live in this town. (laughs) (laughs) What's she doing here? Oh, she's living here. Hmm. People move here? Yeah. I don't trust that. (laughs) Why would you go and move here? Is it Richmond, Indiana? You need Where to live somewhere. <laughs> well, that would be a legitimate question if they were in Richmond, Indiana. Why would you, Why move, you here? move here? You want to live indoors? No, it's mm. yeah, it's this amazingly quaint, completely scenic, beautiful little seaside oh, yeah. town. Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> Well, maybe your place is adorable. Yeah, what, you are, yeah, why are you in Santa Barbara, ass? Well, if you oh. don't know what the uh, film is about, there's one more graphic we can show you real quick. Uh, Nicholas Sparks himself jumped on IMDb <gasps> and wrote... The uh, did he? The, yeah. Well, if you look at the description of the oh. movie, it's well, Nicholas wait. That's Sparks. new. That's new because that's not as much that as that's more than what was up there before. Before it was just a mysterious woman moves to town. Oh, really? Seriously? Maybe he had. Maybe he knew that was getting out there, and he's like, "No, no, there's more to my story. There's more to it." Nicholas Sparks there, heard my right. cries. <laughs> well, you guys, not such a bad guy after all. But um, that's a, but you mentioned there's a lot up in the air about this story. That's certainly true. Now, the girl with the puzzling history, the widower. So we're, we're placing bets on well, that's what right, exactly. Josh Jamal's wife is dead in this. Yeah. See, there's, there's mystery. That's not a spoiler. No. By the way. No. It's in the trailer. That's, that's the one and only thing that's in the trailer. <laughs> She's dead and, and gorgeous woman shows up in gorgeous town. Yeah. Welcome to L.A. But we don't know what else is going on, so that's enough to make us uh, place some bets yeah. Ooh, on ah, what could be happening. It's time, right? So uh, we're going to fire up another round of the Movie Guys betting pool. All hey, right. All right. All right. Place your bets. All right, let's see here. Now, guys. I got a niche. I need to scratch. Uh, our first plot, uh, getting decent odds out of Vegas, concerns Katie's mysterious past okay. we keep mentioning. So that brings up the question, what is Julianne Huff running from? Ryan Seacrest. Okay, that's Thank got you. 10 to 1 odds. I'm going to yeah. win. Uh, her own film career. <laughs> That's two to one. Oh. But I'm bucking the odds here, and I'm uh, saying that she's running from the Oscars, even though no one is chasing her. <laughs> she should run to the Oscars. <laughs> Next bet. And the odds are split here. Let's lay some money down, guys, on is it Josh Duhamel oh. or Josh Dumal? Clearly oh. Josh Dumal. Clearly. Yes. I'm going Adam? with Duhamel. Mm. Okay, and I'm looking at the big picture of this guy, okay? And when I look at him, I think it's pronounced Chris O'Donnell. Oh, oh yeah, you know what? That's true. What Next are the up? odds on that? I see that now. <laughs> How much weight did Julianne Huff gain for the role? Place your bets. Two pounds. I'm going two and a half. Okay, I'm going to shoot a little low here. I'm going to go with a pound and a half, but you can see every ounce of it on her. You are brutal. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Vegas is right in line, though, with all of our guesses. They're all in that realm, so right not on. a lot of money to be won in that one. But um, what happened to Josh Duham- uh, Dumas? Jo- what happened to Josh's wife <laughs> in the film? She's dead when the story starts. As we okay. said, the story starts out, she's dead. So what happened to her? Uh, she succumbed to expo- overexposure of hunkiness. <laughs> Vegas has those odds actually at 4-3. Four to three. Four to oh. three. Uh, Paul, unfortunately, her humps, her humps, her lovely lady humps 
turned out to be cancerous. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you're going for the Fergie angle with old Josh <laughs> Dumemel. Them all. Uh, Josh yes. Uh, that's a long shot at 31. But creative. I'm guessing at 75 to 1, here's what happened. Julianne Huff killed Josh Dumal's wife. Oh. And now we've just come up with a better movie than this is going to be. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lastly, now this is based on a Nicholas Sparks novel, The King of Sentimental Cheese. Hey, well, so oh, nice oh, I changed my answer. I know exactly how this is going to happen. I know completely how this is going to happen. Okay, you have to take that. I forgot that. I forgot. If you deal with the story in this, you've got to deal with the fact that it's Nicholas Sparks. Okay, forget about it. I know exactly what's happening here. All right, so enough of that. But... You know, it's so funny. It's it's a it's a it, it is a night where everybody goes to movies, and the four movies we have covered tonight literally cover every base. Anybody that that's going to go out to the movies on Valentine's Day has something to go see, even parents. Goth <laughs> team, beautiful creatures. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, well, lovey dovey couple. You a know. safe haven safe to haven. die hard. Safe in. haven. Yeah. And then, of course, the, of course, the single guys. <laughs> die, uh, yeah, die, hard. die hard another day, or what is it called? Die. A good, a good day, day to die hard. Good day to die, good hard. Day to die hard. You Mighty. call yourself now, movie I lo- guys. Hey, right? I disappointed love, in them. I love Die Hard, but these titles are a little dopey, right? What are they? Yeah. Die the Hard, Die Harder, Die Harderist. Die Hard with a Vengeance. And even with that one, I was like, that's kind of a weird title. Wacky title, but you know that you do have the brother of the original guy coming back. To oh, yeah, that's death. great. So and that is one of the great things about... Here we are back on Die Hard 3. Screw Safe Haven. <laughs> All right, cool. We covered our bases. Let's get back to Die Hard. <laughs> Can we please? <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, who, Jeremy Irons yeah. was the villain in Die Hard 3. So if I you're going to see Die a Jeremy Hard Irons too. movie, uh, beautiful creatures, whatever, go see Die Hard 3 and watch him be a bad guy. Yeah. The brother of Hans Gruber. Yeah, He's you got good. gothy teens you got, uh, and kids, of course. Homeless guy the, will go to any of these movies. <laughs> so there's something literally for everybody. You could sleep through any of these movies. And that is all the time we have. Now, I have something uh, here also, actually, before we go, called Adam Goes On Too Long. Oh, but it oh, looks like yes. uh, okay. we may not have time for that. I'm this sorry. This week but, uh, on Adam Goes On Too Long, yes. I'm going to talk about the qualitative differences between Jeremy Irons as the villain in Die Hard 3 and... Uh, the uh, the villain in Die Hard 1. Okay, oh, here we go. Yes. Okay, okay. But, so, but Adam, I'm afraid original... we, we don't have any time. Uh-huh. Uh, because it's... 8 o'clock? I was just going to say, 8 o'clock? <laughs> it is. And so that means we're going to wrap up our you show. Know, you are a legitimate fan. Uh, but let's mention a few things before we go. Uh, first of all, um, together we're the Movie Guys. Individually we are. We oh, guys are Bart. And you can catch us at themovieguys.net, facebook.com slash themovieguys. Stitcher. And now here, at... The movie guys on Twitter. That's yes, important. Yes, follow us. Because, yeah, you want to follow us now, so by the time Oscar night comes along, we're going to be live tweeting. Oh, yeah, all our yeah. thoughts out there. Yeah, we do a live tweet on Oscar And night. speaking of Oscars, next week, our big-time Oscar spectacular. There's only one new movie coming out. We'll cover that real quick and then get on to what's nominated and what's going to win and what should win. Lots to talk about next week, so please join us again uh, either here at toadopnetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for watching the movie, guys. We'll be wearing tuxedos, and Lee will have his special wig on. My evening hair. Yeah, the Oscar hair. (laughs) Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.